Welcome to another episode of Bills Mafar. And we've got a special episode for you today. Just Charlie this time, but I've got an interview with Phoebe Schechter. You may have seen her on the Sky broadcast for the NFL, former coach with the Buffalo Bills and Team GB American footballer. We're delighted to have Phoebe join us. So without further ado, here's the interview. So welcome to Bills from Afar, Phoebe. Uh, it's great to have you join the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so exciting. Oh, so, so excited because like anything to do with Buffalo, I'm involved. <laughs> it's uh, it's an addiction, isn't it? It's, you can never get enough Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's that's the key. Uh, we set up this podcast uh, a couple of years ago to try and represent people that were following Bills from a distance. You know, the people that weren't in the uh, Western New York area, and it's just grown and grown and grown. And uh, yeah, we can't get enough of it. So yeah, fantastic to have a legit uh, former member of the Bills coaching staff uh, here in the UK representing Buffalo and, and now on Sky. How are you finding that experience? Oh my goodness. I, I'm learning all the time, which is really exciting. It's definitely nothing I ever saw myself doing, but everyone there is so lovely and they're so supportive. And, you know, I mean, I get to talk about football all the time and watch football. I mean, this is like a dream. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, maybe tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Um, you know, you've got dual citizenship, I believe. Um, you live here in the UK now. You have represented Great Britain in American football. Can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you ended up uh, being here in the UK and doing this kind of having this kind of life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my mom is British, so I've got dual citizenship through her. She is a Stokey by, oh, <laughs> by <wow>. birth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but she doesn't have the accent anymore. She's gone very posh now that she lives <laughs> in the States. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up pretty much in Connecticut, which is a state just above New York. And horses have always been my life. Like that is what I thought I would do forever. And then when I moved over to the UK to work with horses, um, it was pretty much only a few months after moving here. And this is back in, I moved in 2012. Mm -hmm. So this would have been, it turned into, I guess, February, 2013. And I saw an ad on Facebook for American football in Manchester. So even though I'd never played contact sport before, I just thought, well, I wanted to make some new friends, get a bit of American culture and just try it out. And the rest is kind of in history. What was the team like? Was it full of expats from the States or was it mostly Brits? Yeah, it was, it was literally all Brits. I was the only American on the team. I had no idea what I was doing whatsoever, but because I had have an American accent, they put me at quarterback. I could not (laughs) throw anything to save my life. (laughs) I just assumed you would know, right? honestly I was like I have no idea anything about this sport (laughs) so you didn't watch it growing up or anything you didn't have kind of a fan allegiance or anything like this it was literally your first first experience yeah this is my first experience and I I think you know I technically grew up in New England so by default I guess I would say I supported the Patriots but uh you know it's very bad of me I think I've probably watched two maybe three Super Bowls in my lifetime before that and that was the max you know I would never really watch it I didn't really have a sporty family and and horses are really quite time consuming it's 24 7 so i'd probably just be sleeping at night (laughs) (laughs) and are you still involved in horses that's still a part of your life to a certain extent my um i actually just brought my pony over from the states so she's here now so she is my she's like my child really so she's my full-time job (laughs) fantastic fantastic so when how you started playing um here in the uk which is kind of an interesting route for an american to to learn the game how did that lead to a coaching career and specifically joining the bills 
Yeah, so we actually used to, back in the day, USA Football used to run something called the Women's World Football Games. Um, and essentially, that was just females from all over the world would come together and for five days learn football, you know, or, or practice, we play games at the end. And the NFL started hosting these careers forums aligned with it. You know, it was at the time where they thought we really want to start getting more diversity within the sport. And so we would have these panels with unbelievable people like we had Scott Pioli, Kim Bagula, Ron Rivera. I mean, the list goes on and, and we'd be able to talk to these amazing humans and pick their brains and they're really honest with us. And so it was, it was that piece. And then I knew I couldn't play forever. So I thought, well, if I start getting involved in coaching, it's a way to stay involved in the sport and give back really for all that it's offered me in my life. Um, so off the back of the careers forum, I applied for something called the Bill Walsh Diversity Fellowship, which essentially is an internship where you choose back then you would choose five teams, hope that somebody responded to you and then go through like a quite rigorous interview process. And yeah, for me, that's how I ended up with Buffalo. Awesome. I mean, and it's the game that you can just keep learning more and more nuance and more and more details. It's endlessly fascinating, right? Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about football is the more you know, the less you know, and it continues to build. It's like an endless onion with all of its layers. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, when, I mean, when I was 12 years old, I actually read a, a book, you know, about all the rules and all the nuances as best I can, the positions and things. And I really felt like I knew everything. And then as I sort of watched it more as an adult and actually got it, actually listened to people that really know what they're talking about, I realized I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing? Because I remember my first time ever watching film with a, like at a college with other, you know, college coaches. And I remember being like, we're spending like 10 minutes on one clip. Like, this is insane. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot going on. So much. <laughs> and am I right in thinking you were the, one of the first women or the first woman to join an NFL coaching staff? I mean, how, how would that feel? I mean, it's fantastic that the NFL is promoting diversity, but it must have felt like a bit of a culture shock for you, I would imagine, in the early days. Yeah, I mean, so I was one of the first three, which was really cool to just even be a part of that. And I think a lot of it is just there's so much to learn. I think I think it also depends on who you're with, right? So in Buffalo, I was so fortunate to be a part of an organization that was so forward thinking and so progressive. I never felt like I was out of place. and I never felt like I didn't belong. I felt like if there was ever anything that, that I was unsure of, you know, I could always ask about it, but it, it always comes back to, to myself in terms of it's my own self-doubt or my own, you kind of let that imposter syndrome creep in a little bit because for me, I, it, it was more like, okay, I'm in a DB classroom. My first training camp with Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White, like all these guys that have been playing since they were four years old and, and you don't know why you're there. Like you do you know, it's an opportunity, but I think it's understanding at that point, I didn't know what my role was. I didn't know what my, what value I could add to a team. And so I think throughout my time with Buffalo and with any team I've worked with, I've, I've understood what I bring to the table and that just changes how you approach the day. I don't know how much you, you I mean, you must have talked to other people involved in the sport. Does it seem to you that Buffalo is different? There is a different culture um, at the Bills based upon what you hear from others? I'm massively. I mean, I couldn't agree with that more. I think, you know, Buffalo and I, I was saying it the other night, like there's nowhere 
that I've ever worked, no team or organization I've ever been a part of where every single day you want to go to work to be better, not just for yourself, but for everyone else. And I think that is something so special to Buffalo because there are teams who are, you know, I'm sure they have a really great togetherness element about them. I'm sure they get on, but there's something about Buffalo that makes it so special and everyone understands and everyone contributes to that amazing culture. And it's not just the coaches and players, it's the people in the cafeteria. It's the people who work in marketing and ticket sales, the custodians. Like one thing that coach McDermott did when he first came to Buffalo is he pulled every single person that has anything to do with the Buffalo Bills organization and let him know, let them know exactly what his vision was for the team. And basically, you know, you're either on board or you're, or you're not. And so everyone's, everyone who's there has been pulling in the same direction. And it is so rare when you get to see true leadership at work like that. I think you're right. I mean, that's rare for any organization to really have that level of um, uh, connection and, and oneness going towards a, a vision. And then maybe in a, in a sports team, even rarer. So that's, that's incredible to hear. I mean, as a fan, it feels like a special club. But I've never supported another football team, right? So I only know yeah. Buffalo. And, and uh, maybe I picked well. Maybe I got lucky. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's fantastic to hear that from the inside. And I, I wondered, I mean, given the fact you didn't grow up uh, necessarily watching a lot of football, just a few Super Bowls here and there, it seems that you still feel a big connection to the Bills. Um, but now you're working on the media side of things. You know, I saw you interviewing uh, Dion Dawkins the other day on Sky, and I'm thinking, do, do you feel like a fan? Or does it feel like that was just a job? I mean, how does that feel right now, given that you're on, you're on the other side of the fence? Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. And it's funny, I've, I've had that kind of conversation a couple of times with people because... I, so I don't feel like a fan, if I'm being honest. I still feel like I'm looking at it from a coach's perspective. I don't think that's going to leave me. And from an analytical perspective, because I, I don't I don't see how that ever changes. And, you know, we had a – last year as a talk sport, and we went out to the Super Bowl, and um, Josh Allen was there. And uh, the guys were like, oh, go grab him. And it was it was one of those it – was, it was not a weird situation. It was a situation where – Josh was, had already like walked away. I hadn't seen him. He was already walking away. And I thought there's no way that I can go over to him to grab him to come over to talk to the guys right. without feeling like I'm doing it from the wrong perspective. Mm-hmm. As a coach, I can never be that person. Does that make sense? Completely. I have to yeah. keep that. Yeah. And imagine if you had been there without your sort of media hat on, you could have just gone and had a chat yeah. with Josh. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was thinking this, when you see, you know, famous people in the street or something, I, I was worried about, I don't want to bother them, even if I'm interested in what they do. You know, they're going about their, their lives and there does need to be that sort of line of delineation somewhere. And, um, you know, I, I ran into Josh's dad in a, in a bar in New Orleans and I'd had a few drinks so I was feeling kind of bold so I just walked straight up to him he was very gracious and I told him I'd flown all the way from yeah. England to see his son but um play and it was great he had a picture with me and my friends but I thought afterwards wow that was so intrusive of me but you know I, I think it's all about knowing where the line is and I, I think it's fascinating yeah. when you're working in the media having come from the sport you know whether you still feel like all right am I still working here at what point is this are these are my friends all right I mean, you, you must have yeah. friendships that I, I'm sure you uh, you developed whilst you were there so yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. I wondered, um, you know, the, the, this seems like an amazing collection of players, at least from the outside. And and I, what amazed me about the Bills and I guess a lot of football is they put the players out there. You could really get a feeling for what they're like. But I wondered, 
you know, who are the people that you really enjoyed working with? You know, who are your sort of favorite bills um, amongst that that group? You mentioned sort of being in meetings with people like Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Poyer, but I wonder, is there anybody that sort of stands out you think, oh, you're just a fantastic person? Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely a couple, which, and some are still there, some are not there. Like some of the guys I'm closest to, you know, Kyle Williams, Lorenzo Alexander, those guys were amazing when I was there. Uh, Levi Wallace, who's now now the Steelers, is probably one of my closest friends. Um, Clay Charles, Charles Clay, back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, he was in the tight end room. Like he was, he's just such a nice human. Um, but I mean, like Micah Hyde, Hoyer, those guys are just so lovely. Like all of them. I mean, and Josh himself, like he is just a big kid. I think it's that's what's so unique, right? Is they have all these people from such different walks of life but they all have the same kind of underlying quality to them of just being mm. nice humans. Um, you know, I'd say probably back in the day. Yeah. Like Charles Clay was probably like my, my, my best guy friend in there. And same with, with Levi Wallace, really. Uh, that's awesome to hear. It does seem that, um, you know, from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, they're picking characters, particular types of people that's developing this culture. I mean, as I say, it seems like that from the outside, but it sounds like that's your impression of the inside everybody fits the Buffalo way. This, I mean, you know, Sean says, trust the process. You know, there is a, a culture that he's trying to, trying to foster. Um, that's, it feels like that from the inside as well, by the sounds of things. Yeah. And it, it definitely is, you know, I'm one of my, my favorite moments and it sounds, you know, so small, but I was walking down the hallway with Sean and um, he just like leant down to pick up a sticker. So they had stuck to the floor and it seems like such a, you know, Passover thing, but really like not many head coaches are there picking up garbage from the floor, but he thinks of, you know, one Buffalo drive as his home and he treats it as such and the players are his family. And, you know, it's just amazing to be a part of. And yeah, they do pick a certain kind of character that fit the Buffalo way because they've also throughout the years had some characters who perhaps don't fit the Buffalo way. And you, you see they, a lot of times they don't, last necessarily right you know and it felt like certainly when going into that second year with mcdermott there was a bit of a clear out in terms of these are people that fit these are people that don't even the people that they drafted you could tell they were fitting a particular mold um which as a fan is fantastic because it feels like you can really root for not just the team but the whole organization and it feels like a team you can be proud of and an organization you can be proud of and that's not always the case in sports is it so yeah, fantastic. So you're now on Sky, and it's been great to see you on Sky. And as I said, um, speaking with a bit of knowledge about the Bills is, is awesome. How did you get into the media? What was that sort of a career path? Where did, how did that come about? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It was I, really, I mean, I guess I started speaking more with the media in terms of as a, a GB player. You know, so we'd have some of those interactions and it probably used to be more BBC based being based in Manchester. Yep. I ended up kind of, they would call on me a little bit more, especially after coming back from Buffalo. Uh, and then I think it was a bit of being relentless, to be honest. I knew that I was, you know, I knew that I was going to be here for a little bit of time. I had worked at, with NFL UK and Neil Reynolds was always in the office. He would do some of his work out of the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of pestered him saying, hey, can I shadow you a few times? I just want to learn. I just want to learn as much as possible, to be honest. And then uh, I don't even know. It was it was pretty much like right before, I guess, it must have been two years ago now. 
I just got a, a random email from Sky saying, hey, we're starting a show called NFL Overtime. Do you want to come be a part of it? And I'd, I'd done radio and stuff like that before. And yeah, I just tried it. We, I think I did one episode. Last year, I did a few more. And then it was it was probably about a month and a half ago, two months ago. They're like, hey, do you want to be with us for the whole season? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. But <laughs> Well, you make it look very natural and very easy, but I'm sure it's not. I, I'm sure there's an awful lot of preparation that goes into it. I mean, how much prep do you have to do for a, for a Sunday show, for example? I mean, you're talking about a lot of games happening in parallel and to f- seem knowledgeable, which you absolutely are. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. that must be a lot of work. It is a lot, a lot of work. And I mean, lucky for me, I think I, I drive around a lot. So I always have podcasts playing, which is a great way for me to kind of listen and absorb. Um, but the research itself, you know, you're easily doing six plus hours just on research, you know, and that's probably over like a couple of days. You try and add that up and you're just trying to talk to people, have more conversations, hear different perspectives. And even when it comes to the day, I mean, there's still things happening in speed that I'm like, all right, what's this stat? Let me look this up. So you constantly are kind of trying to get the most up-to-date information and, and see how you can add value and also make the picture clear for for viewers or, or for people new to the sport. Because the hardest thing about football is making it easy. So how do we make it so other people can enjoy and appreciate it? And so especially in the UK, where you've got a real mixed I guess, audience, really. You've got people that have been following the NFL for maybe 30 years, and you've got people who are really just finding the game now. And being able to serve those different needs must be, yeah, I think you phrase it well. You know, how do we make it easy to access? Um, how do we make it easy to understand? Which is, it is a complicated game. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning all yeah. the time. So you, you mentioned you listen to podcasts. Any you recommend? I mean, uh, you know, there's so many out there. I mean, with the Bills alone, we probably have like 20, 30 different podcasts. Yeah, no, I know, which I love. Um, so I love to listen to around the NFL. Those guys are, mm-hmm. are brilliant and yeah, they awesome, always yeah. have really, yeah. Engaging conversation. A lot of times to be honest, I listen to a lot of the post game pregame interviews from, from head coaches, from mm-hmm. players, just getting an idea of how they feel about something, because even though they're not allowed to say a lot of things, sometimes listening to how they speak about something can really give you an idea of what they might be focusing on for the week. And so utilizing the, those is like a little key into it or any of the, any of the fan podcasts as well, or people that have gone, you know, like during the summer, people are going down to training camps. They give you such great insight into mm-hmm. what it's like at each individual training camp, as opposed to necessarily like a, a broad overview of, what's going on within the nfl yeah i completely agree i mean there's the beat writers and then there's some some fan content is incredible i mean buffalo we're very fortunate we've got people like cover one that do outstanding work they do film yeah. breakdowns and it's just it's I mean, what a privilege to be able to absorb that and really take as deep a dive as you wish um it's more than i can consume certainly so <laughs> it's interesting yeah, to, yeah definitely to approach so let's move on to the bills <laughs> exciting team that's uh been been formed this year um again last year as well but this year looks feels a little special if, if, if we're honest um what have you made to the start i mean two amazing uh, amazing uh, games right yeah i mean what a brilliant start for them and and really you know coming into this year they they have a chip on their shoulder. There's no way that you end against Kansas City and not feel a way about that. You know, they take that really personally. And so to see them come out and make such dominant wins against two amazing teams is is awesome to see it. And 
and the fact that you know they made some they made some mistakes in these games but they were able to overcome it whereas in the past I feel like you know you make a couple of mistakes and then before you know it 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 just they let the game get away from them so I think it's been a really nice for breath of fresh air to see how much Josh is continuing to develop uh I mean you can't deny Von Miller's addition to this team I mean it's it just is just a next level I didn't know they could get to the next level but they are at a next level with that defense that defensive line is incredible I mean it's I think Daquan Jones has added a lot as well he improved them much more stout against the run I think Von Miller there frees up Ed Oliver from some of the double teams you see an improvement also in Gregory Rousseau and suddenly you're faced with this four which is yeah terrifying i think to be on the other side of it uh it's uh but it's super exciting <laughs> i love watching defense and I, I i've been loving watching this defensive line and i think it's also freed up from my layperson's perspective edmonds and milano who look to be playing also really really well yeah i mean they're just flying around they're able you know the game against against derrick henry essentially i mean tremaine edmonds swallowed that every time he had nowhere to go and you know tremaine's a really big guy he's you know six must be like six four six five and he was just dominating him and and to see that be one of the few teams that's able to do that to him is amazing yeah he was he was in rare form i think i was and it was fantastic seeing him get in the backfield and you know having his sack and you know flying around he, he like he was picking his run fits really well it was um it looked like he's he's taken a step up and maybe it's because he's got that stouted defensive line in front of him as well it just makes life a little bit easier than perhaps he's had before but yeah fantastic to see um on the offensive side uh, we've also had a change in offensive coordinator um what have you made in terms of the differences between the sort of Dable offense and, and Dorsey offense? I mean, does, it doesn't feel quite the same. It's, it's exciting, but maybe in a different way. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, gosh, that first game it felt like Josh was running the ball way more than I'd ever seen him one. More than um, I wanted him to be running, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And luckily they kind of reined that in for the last game, but they really look like they're having fun. And I think, you know, Ken Dorsey's been working with Josh for the past couple of years. So it's not like he's a completely new guy. And I think because he was the quarterback's coach, they were really quite close. You know, you spend so much time with each other. And I think Ken Dorsey is really able to take the things that Josh likes. They're able to, especially at this point in Josh's career, have a real conversation and almost game plan together. You know, Josh is very clear on, hey, these are the plays that I like and you know, now you've got weapons that you can throw to. I mean, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, uh, Dawson Knox, you are you know, Isaiah McKenzie, of course, like you are loaded with choices and it opens up your playbook so much. It's a, it's, it's been phenomenal. And it, it looks to me like defense is really, you have no idea what the bills are going to do. You know, they can tell the personnel groupings are shifting. Some of the stuff looks similar, but wow, it's, um, yeah, it's just it's a pleasure to behold at the moment. So let's move on to how far can this team go? Um, any predictions for the season? I don't know if you make predictions, how far do you think this Bills team can go? Yeah, I mean, there's no way I don't say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, and I mean, they should have last year and potentially even the year before that. And I think they won't let that situation happen again. But they also know that they're at a point in the lifespan of this team that one, they're at the strongest they've ever been. And two, I don't know what it looks like if they don't go to the Super Bowl this year. Like, do they still have that same opportunity again next year? I think they feel that that pressure as well. Yeah. Um, 
you know, even if you're just looking at the division, obviously Miami is growing in strength. The Patriots will. The Jets yeah. were successful. <laughs> Josh's contract's only going to have a bigger impact on the salary cap. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many variables. Well, fingers crossed. I, I hope that, you know, even if they have to make um, some tough choices with personnel moving forward, any team with Josh Allen on in this kind of form is going to have a chance, I think. Hey, Phoebe, thank you so much for taking the time out. Really appreciate having you on Bills from Afar. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful.